Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderplue, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Oh, we're recording. Hey, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Rotating Tap Comedy Podcast. I'm Steve Vanderplug. I'm Corey David. And we are here today at the Emporium Brewing Company up in Tennyson with Mike and Sam. Say hello. What's up? Hey, everybody. I can't believe we're drinking this early on a Monday. Yeah, it's uh, it's noon. Yeah, your typing is very loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a loud typer. Are you guys, has anybody else like just... I'm one of those. I, I'm like a... What do they call it? He's got the... Yeah, he, he types finger. with two fingers. Yeah, how else, how else am I supposed to justify that I'm working if I'm not? <laughs> You just keep doing that, and eventually you're going to write a great poem. <laughs> yeah, I think, is, wasn't that the theory that if you put enough monkeys with a typewriter in a room, they'll come up with Shakespeare? Yeah, they have enough monkey theorem. Yeah. How many beers do you think we'll have to have before we can start writing some Shakespeare? Oh, boy. I'll be dead. How many would it take? <laughs> How many would it take before you could for really this start, group? Like, for, like, waxing poetic, you know, where for you to, like, write out Macbeth? I mean, I think I do my best poetry work after, like, at least a six-pack. Yeah. yeah. So after you black out, can't remember it. Right. And then That's true. When I get, like, the most heartfelt, like, how, sonnets. How, things like how that. doth my heart feel thine so sad? <laughs> and you've got a masterpiece? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't Mozart write music when he was... He, wasn't he deaf? That's Beethoven. One of them. Some of them. They yeah, yeah some composer. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> you know, just the one that had a... That's just how it worked back then, I think. They yeah. named a dog after him. Beethoven? Beethoven. Yeah, I think they made a movie. And they made a movie about the dog. Yeah, do you think it would have been a totally different movie if the dog's name was Mozart? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been. What's What's Beethoven? Is he like a Bernice or something? No, he's a Saint Bernard. He's a Saint Bernard. Yeah, okay. Idiot. Yeah, if it was, if they did it over Mozart, it would probably be like, like a Greyhound or something. We're talking about all the heavy hitting issues on this show. We told That's you right. we might get into some touchy subjects before. <laughs> All the Beethoven crowd's going to come after us now. That's fine. Yeah. He'll never hear it. Yeah, we'll put it down. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Cool. So we're excited to have you guys here. Uh, obviously, there's just tons going on and people making adjustments all the time with COVID and, mm-hmm. and being able to, like, now you can serve outside and you guys are whipping up new beers. Uh, so before we get into anything uh, of too much note, why don't we have you guys chug a beer? All right. Actually, I want to hear a joke first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Sorry, start it's Monday. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what if we had them chug a beer and then tell us? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we, we have I like chug, that idea. We have people chug yeah. the beers just to loosen them up a little let's bit. Let's try so. it. Yeah. So okay. here's how it's going to work. Uh, you guys go individually. Steve will start timing you as soon as the glass hits your lips. Uh, I'll provide some color commentary if it's available. So tell us what the beer is first, like the name of the beer. And then as soon as you're done chugging... <clears throat> Uh, you have to describe it to us. Okay. So we encourage belching. We encourage a little gassiness. <laughs> Swear words are cool, Good. too. Yeah. All right. I mean, Who's first? Go for it. Me? No, All right. You want Mike, We're going to be chugging our power player, German-style Pilsner. Heck, yeah. Pilsners are a popular pick. High carbonation, though. We'll see how this plays out for him. We will. We will. All right. Here That's we right. go. Noon on a Monday. And he's going. He does have his mask on, so if he does need to tidy up his mustache <laughs> afterward, he can give it a little dab of do. He's doing pretty well for a Yeah. Yeah. Barely a drop still. All right. Now, what were you? Tell us a little bit more about what you were just drinking. Ah, uh, very nice. That's <laughs> 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 what we like. We like nice beers here. Light German style Pilsner, very traditional. Just enough hop. You can burp presents if you want to. to. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> Tell us the joke just now. Just enough hot presents to uh, to give it a little little kick, but real nice, super easy drinking. One of my favorites. Cool. Now tell us a joke. Ah, uh, my joke. All right. So uh, two kids were uh, just sitting around talking. Two boys. And one kid. His eyes at, are watering. Profusely. One kid looks at the other. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people don't do comedy, is because you heckle them right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I? Uh, Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, t- two boys sitting around talking. One kid says to the other, hey, I bet you're still a virgin. He said, yeah, I was until last night. He said, yeah, right. He said, no, go ask your sister. 
said, I don't have a sister. I said, you will in nine months. <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty good. Banging moms. I oh, like it. That's yeah. good. <laughs> that one had a lot Every of Every young boy's dream, isn't it? <laughs> Depends on the mom. Well, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, we, hot mom. We're just going to say it was a hot mom. <laughs> yeah, you have to preface it. Well, I don't know. When you're that age, you kind of take what you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. We didn't really okay. say how old they were. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, I went the pedophile Two. route real fast. Uh, <laughs> fully grown adult men. <laughs> Two men about to enter a senior living facility are sitting around talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam. I'm a little concerned. That was the fastest I've ever seen Mike chug a beer. Was, <laughs> yeah. he's I, mean, I mean, do you guys, how often do you do chugs here on your own? Do you guys ever do beer shots are really popular in Colorado. Everybody does Beer those. shots here and there. The last time we chugged was right at the beginning of all this ago? quarantine Yeah, I guess stuff, so. Right? Yeah. We all did a group chug in the it feels like it was. It feels like it was six months ago, but it's only been two weeks. Mm. Actually, yeah, it's actually been one long day. I don't know. It's, it's like in Alaska. Oh, shit, where I did wake the up sun this doesn't morning. go down. Right, I do my best chugging before eight a.m. So this is gonna be rough. But, all right, we ready? Oh, yeah. Doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. The same German beer. Style pills. All right. Not bad. Pretty good. So far, yeah. but this is Pretty the good. breaking point yeah, for a lot. Yeah. He's starting to shake. Uh, he's getting a little <laughs> bit of the wobbles. Pretty good, though. Pretty good. Yeah, a little Pretty gassy. Good. Holding his belly. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, like Get he's that about to out. burst. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want some Visine, buddy? <laughs> right. My contacts are messed up. I don't know. So can you tell us anything else about the beer uh, that we didn't already hear? Just something about maybe the certain types of hops that you use or the bitterness, like type, the level oh, of bitterness, man. anything like that? I mean, yeah, so super easy drinking, clearly. But, yeah, no, just the right amount of bitterness on the end, traditional German-style pills, nothing too crazy going on. What kind of food would you pair this with? Nachos, fries, oh, tacos. Anything, you know, like Good pretzels. Good solid pop food. Yeah, yeah, like a Pretzels for sure. Pretzels, pretzels. beer mustard, like, yeah. Do you think that. you could actually eat a pretzel right now, or are you still too full from the chug? I, I think, yeah, no, give me like 10 minutes. Yeah, and sure. Then we'll start the eating portion of this. Let's we'll get it going. I mean, I think the fact that, are you guys doing more lagers now because you have, like, more holding time? Is I've heard that was kind of a trend that was going around because you're, maybe people weren't moving through beer as quickly. They had the time to lager more beers. Well, we always, our goal is always to have, like, three, a few lagers on, I should say, three to four. Right now we have four lagers on. We've got a Mexican lager, the Pilsner, yeah. uh, a, a Dunkel, and a Schwartz beer. Oh, nice. Um, Greg loves making his making lagers, and he does a very good job at it. So um, that kind of fits, just kind of fits in with our whole theme of trying to have a little something for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we we've been brewing lagers pretty much since the start. We did not open with one, if I remember correctly, um, but Greg got the Pilsner in the tank pretty quickly. Yeah, which was supposed to be a seasonal thing, but. We decided to just keep it on full time. Yeah, it's nice to have a light mm -hmm. option available mm -hmm. for people, no matter what time of year it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a really approachable beer too. It has like a nice like, touch of sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. It's not like overly crisp or overly spicy. Yeah, I had a friend order a stout the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me, we were on a patio. It was 95 degrees, and he's like, I'm, "I'm gonna get a stout." And I'm like, "You're crazy as hell." Did you ask to check his trunk afterwards? Uh, <laughs> I know that it's it's full of bodies. Of course it is. And uh, stouts. He's got, some dark, he's got some dark lord. He's got a case of dark lord and a dead body. <laughs> well, you guys, I mean, that's the nice thing about a Schwartz beer is you can have all of the characteristics of a stout mm -hmm. without all the heavy body. But when's the last time you guys actually drank a beer that was like over 10 or 11%? Me? I, mean, I can't remember. Honestly. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute, but... Probably in yeah. the winter. Yeah. Over the winter. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Anybody that's drinking like barley wine during the summer, it's like you had a are you I, going through yeah. a divorce? <laughs> like, what, what happened? You know, what are you right trying now? to drown right now? <laughs> yeah. It's been like ninety five plus every single day for yeah, the last week or two. It's, yeah, you know, that's I'm after that chug I'm glad I decided not to do the Imperial Stout route. That would have been rough. Yeah, he asked us about the shaving time off of his uh, of his chug by doing an Imperial beer, but I don't know. I think you'd I think you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe later, right? 
Yeah, we can always do a repeat. If you want to do, the only way you can do a repeat is if it's over 8%, though. We'll give you that. We'll, we'll, we'll sit on that one for yeah, a minute. That's yeah. I did also offer to a new rule that I think we should institute is if somebody wants to shotgun a beer, <laughs> like classic stab it and chug it, mm-hmm. I think you should get time off your score for yeah, that too. Yeah, I think so too, mainly because they're also going to have to like clean up a mess probably. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> getting, getting the work done. You know? <laughs> but I love a good shotgun. It's like a camaraderie thing more than anything. Well, yeah, but they can be quite we might have messy. to do that later. I haven't shotgunned the beer. When's the last yeah. time we shotgunned the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, camaraderie thing. All four of us got to do it. Not just yeah. the two of us. Just yeah. a couple of, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Just I'm, a couple of guys <laughs> hanging out in a parking lot, <laughs> chugging beer on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Man, we would make those construction workers across the street <laughs> <Yeah>. so jealous. <laughs> They'd be like, I can't believe these guys are getting to do this right now. Yeah, so actually, just because you mentioned it, I want to know your guys. I had written article a couple months ago about Mexican lagers and trying to figure out like what actually made a Mexican lager was it more of like a marketing term or if there was actually some definition behind it and it seems like it's pretty wide open it's like mm-hmm. if it has any sort of uh, Mexican influence in it at all then it's a Mexican lager so I've seen some that are with sea salt lime a lot, of, lime. Yep. A lot of them yeah, are a lot of corn you know so yep. what is it about yours that makes it a Mexican lager and, and differs from the Pilsner uh, we use flake corn in the, in the recipe. Mm-hmm. We don't add any lime, salt, or anything like that. It's very more of a traditional type Mexican lager. Um, and yeah, and the flaked corn adds that sweetness, that touch of sweet right there, and gives it a nice, a beautiful color, which is just a, a bit darker than the Pilsner. Sure. Um, but yeah, just again, just the way I look at the Mexican lagers are just super nice, light, easy drinking with that that little touch of sweet. Yeah, not and you can, as bitter or crisp, but yeah, just like, yeah, oh, like no bitterness. It's all minute notes, mm-hmm. right? We're not making yeah, for sure changes here. Yeah, for sure, I think like one thing with ours especially that like we pride ourselves on. We we won't serve it with a lime. We won't serve it with like a salted rim or yeah. stuff that we see a bunch of people doing. Um, we just want our beer to stand alone. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need any. Um, yeah, I, I let it speak it. for itself, and that's the focus of all of our beers. Really, is the base beer is there to shine, <clears throat> and anything we add to it, uh, like our blackberry or our, our cucumber beer, it's it's a compliment. Yeah, is the best way to put it. Uh, but you are going to taste what that beer itself is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. well, a lot of breweries these days, it it seems like uh, we're down this adjunct rabbit hole. Most breweries are where people. Mm-hmm are so adamant about equating good with something that they've never tasted before, regardless of how that flavor got there. So right, you're no. winding up with every adjunct that you could possibly think of going mm-hmm. into a beer. And one like uh, marshmallow is becoming a little bit more popular, but what a lot of people don't realize is that you can achieve that flavor profile with like barrel aging, with mm-hmm. food or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But they're yep. just like, nah, we're just gonna put a bunch of we're, sta- we're just gonna put the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man yeah. in the tank yeah. and see what happens. Sure, you know? sure. And I don't know if you want to speak to this, but I, I that's great. Like people are, are pushing themselves, pushing boundaries, and trying to, to create new things and, and do new things with beers. Um, our approach is just is just the opposite. We really want to celebrate the actual styles and the actual beers and keep everything real nice, clean, and crisp and uh, approachable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the best part about the entire you know craft beer industry, though, is that, yeah, some breweries are pushing limits. That's great. Some stay within specific styles. Mm-hmm. Like, there's anyone can find a beer that they'll like, like, at any brewery, really. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and something like this is, if it's done well, it's it, it achieves everything I think people are looking for in a beer. You know, drinkability, flavor, uh, it's not overwhelming, you can have more than one. I mean, one of my guilty pleasures in the lager world is something like Negro Modelo, you know? Something mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. like a darker lager. What did you just say? Negro Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> Negro Modelo. Uh, <laughs> one more time. It's the name of the beer. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, so, something like that that's a darker Vienna style is it's not as popular i don't see a lot of people doing it but it's really great to like mm-hmm. have some of those dark rich flavors in a light easy drinking beer sure I don't know if you guys have like guilty pleasure beers like that that's not uber craft you know oh, i still do still like a yeah so what are you what are your guys i like miller high life bottles yeah it's gotta be in a bottle yeah. though it can't be in a can i need the bottle the bottle have you seen the little <laughs> champagne baby bottles? i have seen those, those. yeah yep. there's a there's a comic bar a comic owned bar that 
sells those pretty much exclusively. Really? Yeah, they, <laughs> they do like a deal where you get like two for like a dollar fifty or something. It's very Shit. silly. So you'll see all these comics walking around with like tiny beers in their tiny hands. And yeah, stuff. they're called EJs. Yeah, which stands for Evan Johnson, yeah. who is a pint-sized man. Yeah, he's, an, he's a tiny. He's a tiny person. <laughs> Take an EJ, baby. <laughs> but that's a that's a that's one of those. Everybody's got their light lager, guilty beer. Of choice. I'm a Labatt guy personally. Okay. If yep. I get Labatt Blue, I'm always gonna have it. Do you have one? I mean, I always have like just a thirty rack of PBR around. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. my yeah. I'm, I'm actually not. you hipster fuck. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like extra gold. I like Coors Extra Gold. In terms of like the shitty beers, I'd say Extra Gold. A Colorado yeah. man through and through. Yeah, extra good, extra gold. Well, I so I grew up in upstate New York, and Buffalo, where I went to school, is the the largest Labatt and Molson markets in the country. Because in Buffalo itself is basically Canada Junior, right. yep. and then as soon as you leave, it's it's almost impossible to find like either one. Yeah. But it was just it was uh, funny how. You know how people pick sides in light lager wars? You know, you're a Miller guy, you're a Coors guy, yep, you're yep. a Bud guy. There, it was a literally a 50-50 split. You're either a Molson person or a Labatt person, and then you embarrass the other person for being on the other team, <laughs> yeah. regardless of what it is. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about the craft beer industry, and I don't know if you guys see that more, uh, is the camaraderie aspect as opposed to the competition. Mm-hmm. So I used, to, yeah. I used to work in sales for craft beer, and my whole thing was, yes, I want to play nice in this proverbial sandbox with everybody, but I also have a job to do. Right. And but I I'm will, also building a pyramid over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I will like, I'm I'm gonna get that line. You know. Sure. I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna get that display in mm-hmm. the store. Do you got? How do you guys feel? And how do you balance that? Would you be like, yeah, we're all friends. Be like, we have a business to run, and we have to sell beer. Well, just like you said, I mean, you just try to balance it out as best you can. And I think everybody understands that because I did sales for quite a while as well. And I do sales for us here at the Emporium um, on a very small scale. But yeah, at the end of the day, if if a fellow brewery needs help, needs equipment or uh, supplies or ingredients or something like that, and we can help, we're, we're there. Yeah. And we've gotten that from other people as well. That's like through this pandemic, I mean, we've, we reached out to a few different breweries to help us out in certain situations yeah. and they were right there for us. Yeah. But if I walked into the same bar as that sales rep from that, that same brewery, right. I think we all know we're both fighting for that line or we're both fighting for that spot. If I can help him get a line along with me, great. If he can right. help me, great. If not, we you go for it, and it's yeah. no hard yeah. feelings. It's like, right. all right, hey man, nice it's work. business. Yeah. Um, right now, it's so, so unique that's, though, because it's like all hands on deck, right? Yeah. Where everybody is just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. To be successful. Like, how are you navigating this? And can we share ingredients because we need a little bit of this, but we can't put a full order in? But right this now. is exactly. this is one of my favorite things to talk about on the podcast is the uh, parallel to the, the the same things happening in comedy, where it's we're all supporting each other until we have to just support ourselves. Yeah. But like we're all there for each other. We're collaborating. We're all trying to figure out what happens next. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very similar. Uh, but like you guys, you know, you guys, Flight Co is what half a block down the street, yeah. and you guys are always willing to like promote just to get people into the neighborhood to drink Absolutely. beer. And yeah. I mean, we did a we did a festival out in our parking lot in October this past October, Freshtoberfest. Every brewery on the street was there. Yeah, that's awesome. The Gnome, called Arms, Flight Co, ourselves, and Destee. We all made fresh hop beers. Had a great time out in the parking lot. They were all here representing themselves, working together, having a great time. Yeah. Promoting Tennyson. How um, much do you, how long have you guys actually been in this spot? We've been open now for one year anniversary. It was March 29th. So, wow. yeah. Get so, right at the peak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still pretty fresh. But I mean, how much do you guys actually like, love being or hate being a part of this neighborhood where it seems like there's so much walkability, there's so much action? There's, like you just said, there's, like four different breweries right around I mean, here. It's great. Like, all we. Everyone on this strip all gets along. All the uh-huh. business owners, employees go drink a beer after their shift at different breweries, different bars and everything. And I mean, I get a lot of people that come in and they're like, how do you guys deal with having five breweries in like this four or five block stretch? And like, I tell, tell them all the same thing. It's like, if all five of us can be successful and just drive more people to Tennyson Street, then all of us will be great. So yeah. we, we're always promoting each other and like mm-hmm. I'll always, if someone's here 
and they ask about other breweries. I'll tell them the right way to go about like walking around so they can get a pint at each one. Yeah. And yeah. Who's the one that's the worst? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, sounds like a, that sounds like a track question. I thought we weren't doing that. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> that, that was actually a great question because the great thing about the five breweries that are on the street is we all have something different to offer. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there really are. Uh, it's a diversity of styles. Yeah, it really sure. is. Yeah. Uh, from the look of your tap room, the feel of your tap rooms, to the style of beers you brew, to the ABVs, to this, to that. Um, that's the beautiful thing about all of us around here is you can hit all five and get something yeah. different at all five. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good comedy lineup. They're not all exactly. the same. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, to Steve's point, so we, I was having a personal dilemma about we, we just started doing shows and then I'm, you know, we're getting booked on some other things that outside of what we're doing for comedy shows. And I have merch I can sell, but I'm so uh, I'm torn about selling it at a show because I feel like I'd rather have people donate to the show at large than give the money to me specifically. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, and right. Steve and our friend Christy were like, fuck that. Like, take the money if you can, and I, and I probably will moving forward, but mm-hmm. do you guys, does it, do you, is it like kind of that same parallel where you're like, I don't know what's better for the group right now, or what's, what we got to do for us kind of thing? Uh, I think it's a, it's a fine line right there, I guess. Sure. Would be the best way to put it. Um, we obviously don't want to hurt anybody else. We don't want to step on anybody's neck to get to where we want to get to sure and i don't think we have to do that right um but if somebody but yeah sometimes in, it's like hey we you know yeah. we need this this is good for our business and we're going to do it yeah. if somebody were to come in and be like hey let me get one of each of your shirts and hoodies you're not going to say no you know no, what i mean you're absolutely not, not you're not like hey well you know you could also take this 20 dollars and spend it at the other breweries around here you know what i mean right like, right you take that money mm-hmm. all right i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> and i would expect everybody else to do the same Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. While I'm looking at it, uh, do you guys sell yoga pants for $45? We do. Do you guys, do either of you own those yoga pants? I wear them on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, we came <laughs> on, on the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> yoga pants and the smallest tank top we have is Wednesdays. So. I'm shocked you, just wear, so you, know I'm shocked you wear a top. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, if you could just cut it right below the chest for me. We're not trying to scare away too many people. Yeah, just, yeah, we're yeah. trying to bring in business here. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. out there in his yoga outfit with spinning a sign that says Emporium. We may get put some pasties <laughs> on too. Shotgunning yeah. a beer in front of construction yeah, workers. Yeah, marketing director. I'm available. So. <laughs> now we know how you did so many sales. <laughs> Sex the sales, baby. Out. Since you almost spit out the beer you were just drinking, <laughs> why don't you tell us about the beer that you said you would probably never brew and then you finally did? And we did. Sam, you want to take this one? I mean, yeah, no. So, uh, when we opened, we said we're gonna we're gonna filter everything. It's yeah, we're not gonna do all the you know kind of hype styles. Yeah, things get like off that. my lawn, kid. And so for our, well, for our one-year anniversary party, we were like, all right, I guess we're going to release a New England-style IPA, which that's what it's on our menu as. It's definitely not a hazy IPA. It's a New England-style IPA. In your, in your mind, what is a uh, differentiating factor? Nothing. Nothing mm. whatsoever. <laughs> no, it is oh, the, the same way, thing. It's cheers. the verbiage. For cheers. The- First time that Jeez, you guys yes. brewed a hazy IPA. I yeah. First taste. We're socially. When distanced. did you actually? When did you actually tap the keg? We tapped uh, July third. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, nice. So we were planning on having it for our uh, one year anniversary party, but that Dang. obviously didn't happen. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's great. we just released it, but I mean, it is a style that a lot of people want right now. Mm-hmm. And I have I, countless people come in and ask, what hazies do you have? Most of the people that we have on the podcast talk shit about hazies. I love hazies. I'm a big fan. And by most people, he means me. Well, <laughs> and everybody else, and everybody else. He hates hazies, and a lot of you know a lot of the other brewers are not a fan. Uh, but I, I honestly love hazies. This is one of the better hazies I've ever had. Nice. This is Thank really you. good. Nice. Especially for your first time brewing a hazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. I love the fact that there's not a lot of hot burn to it. You don't get that kind of um, uh, that extra texture on the back of your tongue because like there's just too many hop oils like still mm-hmm. and hop proteins like mm-hmm. still in the beer. And you don't get that cho- like a chalky kind of aftertaste right. or anything. That's the stuff that I usually hate. I'm not saying that when I talk shit about hazies, it's usually because 
I feel like they all, once you reach a certain quality threshold, they kind of all taste the same. But if you can dial in some of those, to me, more body um, attributes than flavor, mm-hmm. that's where I really enjoy the style. It's really, to me, comes down more to like being less sludgy, less residual right. aftertaste, right. like that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's like in that race to have like the newest, best beer, I feel like a lot of places just throw in as many different kinds of hops as they can or as many different adjuncts, you know, throw a little milk sugar in there or whatever. Like, yeah, we wanted to, you know, we wanted to stick to being like relatively neutral and to style, even though, you know. So yeah, we got the flaked oats, flaked wheat in there for the mouthfeel and then just two different hops and yeah, no, we're happy with just like mm-hmm. having a basic, basic New England style idea. Something to offer, yeah. which to be honest, Good drinkable, is similar yep. to the argument of why. I mean, it's a great pilsner, but and pilsners are fantastic. But the same argument why you would have a pilsner on all the time is like some people just want that kind of beer. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the winter time, somebody's like, I just need something light. You know, how many sure. times do you? Somebody got dragged here by their friend and they, you know, they're just along for the night kind of thing. They're like, I usually drink Bud Light, right? You want to have right. something available. Yeah, for there's person. always the closest to Bud Light people. Right. Yeah. Don't oh, absolutely. So at a certain point, it just becomes a, we would like to have something on for people that are asking about it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when you build it, you put together a place like this, yes, the beer is like, the beer is it. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're we want to form a place or have a place where people can just come and feel comfortable and enjoy themselves at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. The way I look at beer is beer is to be drank with friends, having a good time, just like food. I'm an Italian from Philly. Food is king where yeah. I'm from. It's the same idea. Um, and I think what Greg, Greg Fetzer, our head brewer and owner as well, um, is so good at is letting the ingredients kind of speak for themselves and just using them in in such a such a way that they flourish not what you're doing sure flourishes if yeah. that makes sense so there was clear intention with being in like this neighborhood mm-hmm. and having more of a tap room because i mean you could easily build a bigger production facility mm-hmm. out somewhere else right that isn't in a neighborhood more warehouse space what was the intention behind actually Picking the size that you wanted to brew at and why this spot mattered to you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so right before we opened, Greg was uh, head brewer at Rock Air Brewing Company down in Castle Rock. Um, and before that, he was with Rogue. So it was a lot of production. So big scale production, yeah. kind of like essentially the same styles over and over again. Sure, sure. His goal was to be able to come or open his own place and brew what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, uh, and brew the styles he wanted to do. So we wanted to switch things up. We don't want to have the same styles on all the time. We're obviously going to have our core, but we want new seasonals, different seasonals. He wants to be able to play with ingredients. Um, I mean, we've brewed 20-something different styles of beer since we've opened. Um, and that was really his focus as a brewer. He just wanted to be able to be creative and just kind of do what he wanted to yeah, do his that's, way. That's a thing for sure. That mm-hmm. I hate working for other people. I hate people telling me what to do. Yeah, oh, it's do this like, again, do this again, do yeah. this again. Especially when you run into a wall, when you, when you start working for a company that's so big, people that are making decisions for your day-to-day life are looking at things from a 30,000-foot view mm-hmm. and a lot of times they make decisions that aren't even logical and right. just, you just have to follow. You got to do that's it. The, yeah. That's the biggest wall yeah. that I used to run into with jobs is I would just ask them to say, just explain to me why this makes sense. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Just explain why it makes sense. And a lot of times they'd be like, it, it doesn't, but, but we're, we're doing being it. told, right. yeah, this is what <laughs> you have to do. This is what yep. you do. Yeah. How did you guys, te- so how did you guys team up and then getting back to how did you, how did you figure out you wanted to be here? Uh, as far as how we teamed up, um, so Greg was a uh, college student at CSU, um, home brewing at the time, loved doing it, graduated, got a job at uh, Budweiser Event Center, and he and his wife Sarah, now wife, they were dating at the time, uh, Greg basically was like, I want to brew beer. Yeah. And their decision was, all right, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And that's when he started applying at different breweries. 
ended up getting hired at Rogue out in Oregon. Oh, so he was at, okay. He was out there at Newport. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So they packed I, up and went out there, and Greg was out there for about 18 months, I believe. Okay. Um, started in the cellar and just kind of worked his way up and learned a ton over there. I mean, Rogue is a great place I, to learn. I went to their tap house a couple years back, and it blew my mind how many beers they have there that you oh, yeah. cannot that get. You can't get for the record, product. Dead Guy is one of the most underrated beers Agreed. in the country. Agreed. Agreed. Because, I mean, but that's because Maybach is... <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it pains me. To, but there's nothing better than a good. It's amazing. My it's amazing. It's like the, it's the German equivalent of like a pale ale IPA, in my opinion. Like clearly, because it's, it's not going to be as bitter, right? Like a Czech Pils will be a mm-hmm. little bit more bitter mm-hmm. than a Maybach. But to me, like in terms of body and being that halfway point between something like a sports and a, a, and a pills, right? So you're hitting that middle spot. Right there. And yep. it has all the caramel flavors and sweeter flavors that you mm-hmm. would typically want from a pale ale. I, yeah, I'm gushing. Can you tell? Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> I love them. And it's just, yeah, Dead Guy's one of those ones that it, was, it hit. It's, it used to be, I think, I'm pretty sure if it was, it was definitely top five, it might've even been number one. That was a number one rated beer in the country. At oh one yeah. Point. yeah, yeah. Like when it was, Beer Advocate was like just kind of getting started, mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. started giving a shit about rankings and stuff. Dead guy was like the number one right beer there. in the country. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking of Maybach for our uh, second, first and second combined year party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if we bad. say it right now, then Greg has no choice. Right. He's got right? no choice. Like, yeah, everybody's, so, marking, yeah. everybody's marking their calendars. Just, so <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for Mike and I to plan our beer schedule yep. for yep. the next year and a half. Right? The official yeah, one year. Yeah, yeah one my, year. My box is the shit. Like it's one of the it's one of those styles that nobody really knows about, mm-hmm. but I think a lot more people would enjoy if they knew yeah. a little bit more about it. Agreed. But yeah, Rogue is yeah Rogue's very reputable. My problem with Rogue was always that. Just again, from the sales point of view, their beers were fantastic, but then they were selling like, and this could be different, it's obviously different across the country, but where I was at in New York, they were selling half kegs for like $300. Oh, yeah. Sure, but yeah. I mean, you got to get that all, all the way across the country and stuff. No, that's not the thing. But they're, I, mean, dude, if, I, mean, I mean, Sierra, if Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas. Yeah, but then, right. it, then I think their sales have gone down. But I mean, yeah. also, again, dude, their tap house had like, I'm not kidding you, like 60 beers. Oh, I'm not doubting it. That like, you can only get there yeah if you go to some of these big breweries uh, but also then... yeah i mean you go in there and it's like uh it's like a hard rock cafe where they're just pushing their merch on you the entire time sure. it's just oh god it's it's you all just... right through like this which one were you at uh the, the one, one like downtown Newport? portland oh okay yeah. yep yeah, yeah. Yep. But... i went to that one a lot i lived out there for a while so oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we went to that one and it's just it's probably not as bad as the other ones but man <laughs> there's it's it's very now, the one in, in newport face. is like just one big I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, enter it and it's, it's just a gift shop with beer. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just drink beer in the gift shop, yeah. Do you guys, uh, both of you have, like, uh, a nationally distributed brewery, like a big one, like a Rogue or a Sierra or something like that, that you really fell in love with? Not even maybe just, like, the beer, but when you walked into the space and you were like, holy shit, like, this is mind-blowing. I mean, like, for me, kind of being a little bit of a homer here with Colorado, like, New Belgium's probably my go-to, like, bigger brand, even though, I mean, they just... They just sold. They just sold and all that. But, I mean, you've been up there to up in Fort Collins, to their tap room. Like, it's a beautiful building. They, you know, massive patio. You can go do a free, like, 90-minute tour, drink some beers. Like, that's kind of my like gold standard for larger scale yeah and they do have a crazy yeah. space like it's a beautiful yeah. that they've been able to because of over the years they've been able to spend so much more money and time on the story sure right, where you do this sure. whole walkthrough path and that i mean their barrel room is one of the more impressive things that you'll ever see like if you give a shit about beer like it's their food or forest incredible. that i kind of it's, it's, it's amazing it's like, yeah have you ever seen it i've never been i mean I've, fucking, i know they have a look, slide there's a slide in there somewhere. it looks like something out of dr seuss because you have all of these giant barrels and nobody really knows what they are until like you learn about them right but right. they're all different sizes they're all different shades they're made out of different wood like it's it's wild yeah i mean a lot of breweries even bigger breweries have totally designed what they do because of what what I'll do better. Right. And I mean, if you ever get a chance to go, they call it what the Oak Forest, right? I think or something, something like that. But I mean, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like the 
largest, you know, if you're wrong, collection of barrels. Please do. It's the biggest Canceled. in like, the United States. Like, it's incredible, too. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think anybody really in the U.S. Is. has a bigger fooder collection no. than they do. Crooked State just put in a really impressive one at their yeah. new spot. That's, I mean, it's, it's technically still this neighborhood, right? But it's a little further out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, while we're still using like this platform right now to pitch ideas to our brewer, like I think I think we could throw a few feeders in here, right? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A few. we got we got you so much one, space. One yeah. barrel, and he's like, all right, we're gonna go yeah. from one barrel to fifty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's that easy. We're just gonna take a dive into a new part of the part of the brewery. I do love that you guys always have art, like like local artists for mm-hmm. sale in here, which mm-hmm. is cool as hell. I don't see any other breweries really doing that. And that's we love like, doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's. It, it, I think it shows. Like you guys gave me the opportunity to run a comedy show here. We we did the comedy shows here, and it was really starting to take off right before everything got shut yeah, down. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but to like give local artists an opportunity is a really cool thing that I think a lot of breweries are blowing that opportunity to like support like. Supporting local artists is such an important thing that a lot of places just aren't doing. Like uh, the, the mural, mural, for instance, um, Drew Button is the artist. He had never done a mural before. Really? And, and the thought was, you know what? We've never opened a brewery before. And we've known Drew right. from Rockyard. We, yeah. Greg worked with him. I worked with him a little bit. Um, we said, well, we've never done it before. Yeah. You've never done it before. Let's... I came to you and I was like, I've never done comedy before, but (laughs) let's have a show. So how about how about you? What's your favorite uh, brewery that you bigger breweries? uh, Deschutes, yeah, out in Oregon, yeah. Partly because one of my best friends runs their whole packaging and distribution. But when I lived out in Oregon and even before that. Always drank their beers. Loved the uh, Mirror Pond. Kind of got me going. Oh, I love totally. it. Yeah, um, love the IPAs they do. I love uh, Fresh Squeezed and things like that. And their their facility is awesome. Yeah. It's huge. And, and Bend itself is just Bend such is an awesome, awesome place. You know, you kind of, I think as soon as you kind of get into town, you're kind of swept away by the feeling of the place, the mm-hmm. ambiance, like all the cool outdoor things to do a clear culture of everything that here kind of exists in bend it's made in bend and uh high quality food high quality yep. drinks like yep. all of that it's just like all happening in this like tight space kind of wish i lived there instead of portland to be honest sure yeah how long did you live in portland was there for like nine years yeah oh. and what prompted the move to denver it was too weird wife is from here yeah <coughs> like i said i lived here weird. before i moved here and a while ago she and I met up in uh, like Breckenridge, Frisco area, and then moved around a bit, and then came back. Nice, like yeah. van life, moving around a bit, or no, no, like shitty places here in North Carolina. <laughs> shitty first Might place well in Oregon was like kind of shitty, like and then we stepped it up. We're like, oh, let's be adults for what, a little while. What part of North Carolina? The Outer Banks. Okay, other side. I. Uh, Everything in Asheville. No, I, I, I've comedy. T- like I didn't get travel much growing up, and anytime you can I, tell, Steve didn't yeah, get to leave much. I didn't. They, my parents it's like Tom me Green and Road Trip, where he's like, "You've never left this town, have you, Barry?" It's like, no, why? No, why? <laughs> I haven't. Austin, I have. Austin, Massachusetts. Uh, one of the best. One of the best movies. So good. Just doesn't get enough recognition. Uh, I, I, North Carolina has a lot of issues historically and everything, but like, what a beautiful state. <laughs> That's vague. What a beautiful fuck. state. Yes. Oh, yeah, because this is a beer podcast, not a. Let's talk, let's talk about the history of. Uh, so, anyways, I, you know, North Carolina, very nice place from, from throughout all of it. Asheville's great. I've been mm-hmm. to Wilmington, see the beach. Wilmington's beautiful. Oh, my God. Incredible. I want to go to I don't the think beach. I'd, I'd never live there again, though. Yeah. No, I totally. I know a few people that have moved back. I went. To, I used to go to Asheville a ton, but it's impossible to live in Asheville. Yeah. Everybody that worked at the brewery, I used to work for Sierra, so everybody that worked at the brewery would live like an hour away from Asheville, yeah. basically, and kind yeah. of be closer to that Mills River area, because every it just turned into such a boutique niche kind of place to live. Yep. So, what are you gonna do? We do have a guest beer, yeah, yep. which is some Allagash White. From Maine, Big with love. From Maine. Um, well, yeah, he, he, you guys have had this beer before? 
Oh, yeah. It's been quite a while, but yes. To me, this is kind of the gold standard for what a Belgian wit is in the United States. I mean, obviously, if you go overseas, then you can get more classic examples, but mm-hmm. this one, to me, is just dialed in. Very good. It's pretty good. Uh, Do you, I'm, I'm not the biggest on wheat beers, but right. uh, it's, it's not like I don't like the flavor. It's not good. My stomach doesn't love digesting wheat beers. Yeah, you should have uh, seen him eat a pizza yesterday. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was feeling. <laughs> we played frisbee golf last Might night. Well I was pretty drunk. By the the yeah, you were super <laughs> fucked up throwing plastic in public. Oh yeah, just I baskets. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. We almost hit some people. Quarantine's you know taking its toll on all of us. I think, it, it, so. has. it has. <laughs> Question for you guys. You know, one of the reasons that we have guest beers on is because we either sometimes it can uh, generate some conversation about styles or about breweries in, in particular. Do you have like? Have you ever? Do you guys have beers from other breweries, and you're like, oh, I'd really like to do something like this, and you kind of use that as a model for what you create yourselves? I mean, we can definitely, yeah, no. So, I don't have a specific one that comes yeah. to mind, but like, just, I mean, I think all of us, when we're not here for like the two days, our two off days, whatever, we're pretty much just bouncing around town, going to other breweries, and drinking as many different yeah. kinds of beers as we can, and then finding a beer that we like or a unique kind of idea with adjuncts, whatever. Um, and then trying to find a way to combine all of those into something that would fit us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So, yeah. I mean, I think everyone in the craft beer industry really kind of plays on each other and just, yeah. you know. That's a, can, yeah. you think, can you think of something that you guys have had recently that you, ha- you took a sip of it and you're like, Oh shit! We should try to be if we're gonna make this. This is kind of where we should start we from should go. in terms of like what we what we go. Because I mean, you guys. All right. So you just made a hazy IPA for your first time. What did you base it on? Like it didn't just come out of thin air, right? Like you had to have had some some style or some yeah, brands I mean, that you Greg, were like, hey, we'd like to kind of get close to what these guys are doing. I mean, like you can't touch like. Weldworks Juicy Bits. I right. feel like that's oh, sure. kind of just yeah. the, gold the gold standard for a traditional yeah. I mean, I think it's style IPA. And, yeah. <laughs> Your eyes just got so big. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I love that beer. I just, <laughs> it's funnier to say that you hate it. <laughs> oh, man. It's, I'm enjoying this. Just agreeing with everybody isn't funny. You know, you got to just, you got to stir right. it up a little no, bit. No, I agree. Right, I agree. Which, which is... Mostly your stand-up. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I like uh, Negra Medella. Get at no, me about it. Yeah, well, right? just, you know. What do you want me to I'm say? Gonna, I'm going to let our viewers take it. Our viewers. Our we don't have any viewers. Wait, we're not even actually recording right what now. What channel are we? <laughs> this is the warm-up. We'll start recording in an hour or two. I can't think of anything specific um, that drew like the inspiration to a specific beer. No, I really can't. I just think... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of beers that I could pull off the top of my head that I can tell you I personally loved, and we could base some of our beers off of. Um, I just think as a whole, like Sam was saying, like the entire industry takes inspiration from each other, which I think is a nice thing. Um, I don't get out as much as these guys. I usually grab some beers and go home. Yeah. Um, but that's it's, but, that's another parallel to comedy, too, where it's like, where even like when comedy was like a consistent thing, it's like maybe we don't, we're not booked on a show that night, so we would go support like a different show. Right, right. So it's like, you know, always trying to support each other. And like some of my friends have inspired like my jokes without me even realizing it, just like what they do. So it's, it's I mean, it's art introducing art to everybody. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing right. about craft beer is it really is an art form. Yeah, yeah. so like... I mean, we, we used to have a, a, hunt, or a Brett IPA on that, you know, we submitted GABF, all that stuff. And I was up in Fort Collins at Jessup Farm, like Barrel House, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been there. Um, yeah, and I had their, their Brett IPA and, you know, it said on the menu, you know, 2017 gold, GABF gold medal winner. And I had it, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is delicious. Like, I, I see why this got gold. So I texted Greg. I was like, hey, you got to try it. Um, and brought back a few bottles, and, you know, he was supposed to drink them last night. We'll see what he said. So <laughs> it's just kind of that, yeah, no, like, you can tell when a beer is a really good beer. And, yeah, shout out to Jessup Farms. Like, 
but we're gonna try and get even closer to that. Like. Right. So other parallel to comedy is essentially that, so there's a different, a lot of, in comedy people get accused of stealing material, right? Where it's like you're verbatim just trying to replicate something. Mm -hmm. And you could do that for the sake of sales, right? You're like, we just wanna, we don't even really care about this, we just wanna make the exact then, same Yeah, but beer. then you're just a hack. I agree, so then you're just, so then you're not really, you're not an artist anymore, you're just copying something for the sake of monetary gain, right? And then there's inspiration, which if you're an artist, it's impossible to essentially come up with your own voice and your own way of doing things without it being like a, a really an amalgamation of multiple sources, right? right. It's like mm -hmm. you're, not, you have to, you're not truly your own unique person. Your, your voice is a combination of this person, that person, this person, your influences about what really uh, stuck with you, right? Like sure. what, what, you're not what, creating a new style of beer. You're like everything yeah. is taken from stuff in the past. You know right. what I mean? Nobody, you're putting yourself, you take all that inspiration, all that knowledge yeah. and put yourself into but it. But it's not like, it's not like you're the first person to brew a stout. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're sure. still. But it's the inspiration from these four stouts that you loved and actually maybe not even, maybe three stouts you loved and then another style like a Schwartz or a, something else that was like, hey, I'd like to do it. <laughs> you're like, I don't ever want to be like that stout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That stout not that sucks. one. That one's, that's, and that's also an I mean, inspiration, right? Yeah, you know you don't want to yep, be. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That stout plays an accordion and wears an eye patch for When's some When's the last reason? time you guys had something Thing where you're like, this is you don't even have to name the brewery. So like one of my favorite things to always ask is like, what's the style you hate the most? What are the, the what are the beers style. that you don't like? And then cup on top of that, before I forget to ask the question, when's the last time you had a beer? And you again you don't have to say the brand, but you can just tell us what was wrong with it, that you were just like, this is not good. <laughs> I had one like two or three days ago. So <laughs> uh, yeah. I was at it, and yeah, a really good brewery, make really good beer. And I was like, I, I had a sip of it, and I was like, something, something's up. Like, this Sounds is right. not, this doesn't, this doesn't match up with all the other beers you put out. And I, yeah, I even said something to the, the bartender. I was like, this is, this is not a good beer. Like, I don't know what's up with it. And it turned out, yeah, they found a problem with it and pulled it. Of course. And, yeah, what was the problem? So, Dirty lines. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which That's is happening a shame, a ton too. Of you know, another parallel with comedy is comics love dirty lines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have so many beers that have been sitting, you don't even know yeah. for how long, yeah. right? And, I mean, just you ha you're dealing with old and stale beer that mm -hmm. people are still trying yeah. to move through. There's yeah. really not a lot of cake sales. Are you guys doing many cake sales? I, just, I don't Not a lot. Things are starting to pick up a little bit yeah. now, but... Most, most like even restaurants don't really aren't buying kegs, yeah. and bars have to close again. You know, mm -hmm. bars got to mm -hmm. reopen for a little bit. They're the only people that might be able to like put put a keg to good use right yeah. now. Like, yeah. But do you have uh, so? What's your least favorite style? Ooh, um, honestly, anything like chili beers. Like oh, I just I can't. I, I'm not huge into spicy food or anything. But yeah, if there's like jalapenos, chili beer, anything like that, like. I can do like hot wings, but mm -hmm. I don't want mm -hmm. that in my beer. Like that's I, a style I never not. understood. I'll Some of them taste like real vegetal too. Like yeah. it's just so yeah. green pepper that yeah. I'm just yeah. tasting too much like straight up. Uh, and it's not even the spice because it seems like the sentiment itself would be, oh, this is a spicy beer. But then mm -hmm. you still wind, wind up with this like green pepper kind of taste. Yeah, like, I don't need yeah. that in here. Yeah. yeah, that's a style I don't. I just never. And I mean, some I people understood. love it, some, and some there are, there it. are, I'll cook with it. There are good yeah, examples I mean, of it out there. Really. It's just, yeah, it's not for me. That's not what I want to be drinking. Yeah, yeah. totally. What's it's, yours, Mike? I would say probably right along those lines. Other than that, I mean, nothing that I absolutely dislike, but I'm more of a hop guy. So, like, I like Pilsners, but the big malty beers just aren't favorite sure. at times sure um anything that doesn't have a huge hop character i'll admit it yeah I'm a big yeah. hop guy i, I just love american hops, hops are no, amazing yeah. it's, well actually i mean I obviously like south pacific and american hops are the shit but mm -hmm. it's that's one of the one of the funniest things to me when i was in europe was we were in uh brussels and we're going for the lambic right where we're checking out all these places that are blenderies and their own lambic facilities and just world renowned or whatever and we go to motor lambic which is like uh it's a very popular uh pub chain like in brussels that mm -hmm. has you know 
every kind of Cantillon, every kind of Dre Fontenaine, uh, 10 years of Orville, like all that kind of shit. And we get there and they find out we're Americans. And you have to try this American IPA that, yeah. <laughs> that, that somebody down uh, the street made. They bring it out, it's got a Big Mac in it. <laughs> I wish it would have, because it probably would have made it taste better, because it was fucking garbage. Like, it was so bad. But people want like American hop flavors so bad, it's just that when you're transporting them like that far across mm-hmm. the across the world, number one, and then number two, if you're not a big brewery, you're not getting like the first pull of right. the hop varieties yeah. that are available. So it just tasted <laughs> so bad, yeah. but it was it was so different than what they were used to tasting mm-hmm. that they're like, "This is amazing! Yeah. This is great!" Yeah. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't know what it was supposed to taste. Yeah, yeah. but it's side by side with like a good American IPA, they'd be like. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, this sucks. Like, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty bad. Check out this American IPA. It's just got a pistol. Speaking of things that are bad, uh, do you want to get to some bad reviews? I, I would. I would like to get to some bad reviews. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I sure would. About this part. <laughs> it's good. Now, it's okay. healthy for the I'm soul. Ready. We all have I'm ways ready. to improve. I, I, the police department doesn't think so, but we all have ways to improve. We do, we do have a first uh, for the bad reviews. Uh-oh. According to Google... You guys have zero one-star reviews. Whoa! Zero one-star one reviews. Star reviews. Better leave that's them. even with Mike's yoga pants. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably what bumped the one up to two stars. <laughs> two I, cheeks, two stars. I have a. Uh, I have oh, one saved. Now, granted, you guys have only been around for slightly over a year, so that has an effect on like how many people are actually reviewing. Right. Yeah, um, give it some time. So Bruce Perry. <laughs> And and uh, you responded to this post very quickly. I'll add uh, this is from nine months ago. Two stars from Bruce Perry. Uh, I chose this place over other options in the area because their website said they had a good truck that night. <laughs> I remember this. One. Not even a food truck, just a good truck, like but an F one fifty Ram. You know, it was gonna be there and it wasn't. I mean, if it's a Ford, it's garbage. But. <laughs> But then there Tell wasn't a food truck. <laughs> Two stars. I and you responded, that. "Hello, Bruce. Thank you for the f- thank you for the feedback. We apologize about there not being a food truck." He responded. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that's like around breweries enough to know knows how hard it is to work with food trucks. Like they are an outside party. They, mm-hmm. You they're you have nothing to do like you book them for the night and then half the time they don't even show up like that's a thing they bail all the time they run out of food went to emporium food truck was terrible one star yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the business that pulled up into our parking lot wasn't good so we're gonna give you the bad review yeah I mean, that is, that is what we want to be known for, though. We want to be known for, like, the quality of food trucks and food mm-hmm. options mm-hmm. that we have available. So, yeah, because that I mean, beer, beer doesn't matter. It's, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the food truck that It's really the reason matters. we're here. <laughs> it's for we other people's businesses. We are for food trucks. <laughs> yeah, so what's, uh, what's the deal with that? How come there food truck didn't truck show. I night? think he called last minute. What did you do to hey. rectify the situation? Uh, Clearly we nothing. Were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't go out and steal a food truck and bring it over here. Yeah, yeah. I was planning on doing, but it just didn't work. Yeah, but you got it here and you set it up and you're like, "Fuck, I'm all out of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna cook without garlic? It's all ruined. Uh, you could just make some grilled cheese on a camping stove, <laughs> like in the back. It's a good point. Yeah, it's like a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You gotta think of that next time. Yeah, got crepes, got crepes, selling Molly, selling crepes. Man, one of my favorite memories of doing the shows here was me making fun of fish, and then you, <laughs> you got called out as oh, being fish. I was wondering man. if you were going to bring that up today. <laughs> ah, that's that's something we should get a one-star so review get, for. So if we're going to get any reviews, it's uh, your taste in music. Oh, so man. explain yourself. I will explain myself. <laughs> oh, fish? It the does take a higher intelligence to understand a band like fish. Right. That's what I always tell people. Yeah. You just don't yeah, have higher. I think you, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer felt the same way about it. <laughs> 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 
higher on LSD. <laughs> oh, that is Nothing funny. I was that. thinking about that on my way in. I'm like, I wonder if Steve's going to bring that time up. I wasn't <laughs> planning to until the Grateful Dead was brought up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, it really is. A, it's a, more of a fish thing these days. And I am also a fish fan, which Steve doesn't let me live down very yeah. often. Yeah. But I love it's going okay. to shows, man. It's, shows it, are great. It's okay. It's okay. Good oh, show. Boy, I mean, how did this turn I, have a great fish Mike therapy. Mike was supposed to bring me to my first fish show. I got a this bunch of people year. on the hook for their first show this summer. On the hook! Good time! Uh, it ain't happening. And I mean, hey, like that. <laughs> Corona, <laughs> coronavirus sucks, but at least that didn't have to but do But it's not that, as bad so as fish, is what he yeah. wanted to say. Sam sent me a great meme. He said, uh, if you could get rid of one, one band and end coronavirus... Which one no, would it, it was be, one and why would it base. be? One oh, band, fan base. One band base, and then coronavirus. Which one it, or would it be, and why would it why be? Why fish? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. pretty good. Man, all the I, things that I wished would die during coronavirus, it's pedal bars. Oh, those are disgusting. I've always seen those. <laughs> fucking, I haven't seen those. Fucking, did they not die? I haven't seen no, one. No, if you go to Lodo, they're yeah, all over the place. All over, right I was in Boise. The night that they reopened bars, and whoever owned the bar, the pedal bar company in town clearly just told a shitload of people, "Hey, if you guys want to be on the pedal bar tonight, like it's free." Yeah. He had seven of. Have you been to Boise? I've driven through. It is not a big town. Like yeah. the downtown itself is not very big. He had seven. But it's beautiful. It's yes, not with seven just, pedal I'm bars. Just, like don't driving city. around <laughs> it don't the entire shame, okay. time, playing. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Like I don't need that in my life anymore. Yeah. Like I, ho- I thought that would be gone, and then there they were. They just appeared. Yeah, they're they're out in Denver, and they have like a weird bubble around the driver. The driver's like in a, like a like plastic, in like a boat mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, driving these people. I saw he was like hanging out inside of it. I was, uh, it was the the, uh, what's the distillery down at like twenty first in Block? No, 38? not the Block. The big one, Denver, My High Spirits. That's oh, what it is, My mm. High Spirits. And these two girls got off, and they were, like, twerking on the side of the street, and he's, Duh. like, sitting in his little bubble, just, like, texting, and I'm like, this world's fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 what a wild time to be alive. Uh, so no fish concerts, but I'm, have you been watching the live streams? I have, yes. Every Tuesday. Just about. Religiously, all, yeah. Most of them. Yeah, yeah, just doing the hippie shake in his living room. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I, I, I got to get my fix somehow. Yeah. In college, I used to write a lot of essays about why I thought that uh, Juggalos were the worst fan base in music <laughs> culture. They are. And, <laughs> dude, I <laughs> honestly thought so until recently when they're just like, lately Insane Clown Posse has been on fire and all their fans. Like, they're, it, it's weird because they're in a way it's similar to Trump where it's like, they can do no wrong. Whatever they decide to do, they're 100% correct. Yeah, because it's family. It, it does Exactly. It doesn't matter. And lately, ICP has just been crushing it with their crowd. It's been very entertaining. Um, I'm just glad that we can compare, like, you know, fish fans to, to juggalos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, the, they're not juggalos, they're Wookiees. <laughs> exactly. Is the correct yeah, terminology. Exactly. I believe their shout is Wook Wook. <laughs> wook is Wook. We got any other reviews uh, to make these guys feel worse about themselves? We there's also on Yelp. Uh, so that was from Google. Uh, also on Yelp, uh, zero one star reviews. Fuck. I know. Uh, so from Annie about ten minutes ago, <laughs> she well. said, "Yeah, you can make a." There you go. <laughs> zero one star reviews right here. Uh, you should put that on a fucking sandwich boy. board. <laughs> Hey, just to be fair, our podcast has five stars throughout, and we don't know why. So, uh, Annie said, okay, beer, all taste the same, and all of them the same ABV, but uh, she spelled ABV wrong. <laughs> Super basic. Won't it's not be even a word. Back. It's literally an acronym. <laughs> yeah. It's How nothing, she, that wrong? It's nothing it wrong. but letters that mean something else. She got that wrong. So Why don't you spell it? Uh, ABD percent. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol by dick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So, you know, she's she's like, they're all the same percentage. I remember that one, too. Clearly, she's, like, very drunk. This is when she contracted coronavirus <laughs> and couldn't smell or taste anything. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This was 10 months ago. She's like, yeah, no, you're going to so, make me drink, like, three beers instead of just one 14% beer? Just finished eating a bat from the food truck outside. Right. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> ABD. And then I went inside to have the beers, and I can't smell or taste anything. <laughs> and they all taste the same. Maybe she was trying to say NBD as in no big deal, but she is an idiot. Either way, it's it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, so what would you guys say about you know somebody accuses you of all of your beers tasting the same? What would you what, what, should, what would you tell that person? <sighs> Go fuck themselves. <laughs> I just call up Greg and tell him to step his shit up because yeah, it's fucking Greg. That's a good attitude to have. That's a good attitude to have. But also, like, I just blame Greg. Just go after Greg. It's like uh, (laughs) I've ordered the Mexican lager three times and it tastes the same every single time. (laughs) Damn it! Uh, What would we say to that? Um, I'd like to know what she ordered. Yeah. What she ordered? Fish fillet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as far uh, as the ABV, well, that was our plan anyway. To keep low. Well, right. before uh, before we get out of here, do you, is there anything you guys want to let us know about upcoming events that you have, or uh, you know, certain specifications that you have, you know, for COVID, you know, uh, with people coming and hanging out, hours, shit like that. Yeah. Um, Hours, we're going 2 to 9, Monday through Thursday, 12 to 10, Friday and Saturday, and 12 to 8 on Sunday. Um, As far as COVID guidelines, we are following everything that the CDC is telling us to do or the local governments are telling us to do. We we just need you to wear a mask until you get to your seat. That's it. Um, that's that's people, it. Has any issue with that? Have you had an issue with that? It's 15 feet. I've, yeah. It's, some people, yeah, I mean, everybody, it's driving some I think every place is, is dealing with certain people who do not I, I, want to I'm follow back these to, rules. I'm back to work at a restaurant, and I haven't had to deal with that, but I don't think that I will have the ability to hold back once I have to deal with that. It, it, every, I I'm not going to lie. It gets tough at times. Yeah. And it's not... And they don't even oh, I get like, up. Oh, I forgot to put my mask on. Boom. They run back. They put it on. That's fine. I get it. Right. It's the one, the people that give you a hard time. The and people it's that few I and far work. between. I will be honest. And it's not I even think like for the a most hard part, time. It's like a tantrum. People throw, or people are throwing fucking a couple tantrums these days. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, the people that come in here, I mean, are amazing regulars from the, uh, from the neighborhood and just people in general have been great. But you always have people here and there that want to fight for their right not to wear a mask or <laughs> like now is the time they're gonna make their stand and finally yeah. stand up for themselves like maybe you should do this with your wife at home from time to time yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <your marriage> work. <laughs> don't bring your issues to me yeah um but yeah i mean we just want your mask on until you get to your table and if you have to go to the bathroom put it back on that's, that's all we're yeah, really asking. Like you, you literally have to wear it for walking 30 feet yeah 10 seconds yeah. that's it you're if you're done. here for two hours you probably have that mask on for what Two and a half minutes at the most. And yeah, at the it, most. it sucks. The but most. like, do you think we like having to wear? It? We you wear like it ten, ten hours, hours a day. day. That's yeah. yeah. Nah, and it's can... all to protect everybody. You know, no matter what your feelings are on the situation, we want to make sure it's everybody's safety, safe and it's healthy. It's a safety precaution, and that's the thing. Is and like, we want to stay open. How is this? Yeah. How is this like a political thing? Especially exactly. you know when we talk about like reopening. It's. It, I feel like a lot of people that like went to get everything reopened are the same people that are arguing not to wear masks. Yeah. And it's like, you can't have it both ways because if somebody doesn't wear a mask and somebody gets sick, like you guys have to shut down again. Yeah. This woman was dying to leave a two-star review at her favorite place. Yeah, uh, also the restaurant I work at got a two-star review two days ago. I bet that person was at the protest being like, we need to reopen shit. Right, yeah, and it's like, you can't- like, You got just, the review because she had to wear a mask? No, we got the review because... Steve was their waiter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I wish I was a waiter. I am absolutely a busboy right now. They asked asked to change tables and then said that they didn't see them spray the table down after they changed tables. And it's like, of course we did. Of course we Mm -hmm. absolutely sprayed Mm -hmm. it. There's no way that's going to get past us. Mm-hmm. Like you touched it, we, we saw you. Yeah, we're the same you way. Touched yep. it. And also, like, if you want to change tables and you don't think they spread it down, then don't sit at that table. Don't so, go yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Don't go, don't go out. out. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know. I think I just wish everybody would just 
be kind and take care of the per- person next to him and just remember we're all just human beings trying to get right. through this instead of making this these are my rights and you're you're violating my rights yeah. or or I don't believe this so therefore I'm not going to we're I don't all know. like Just we're remember like, we're trying to get through a, as a, a situation race, we've never been through. Survival yet. mode. Yeah, yeah, people are trying to act like it's normal. Like we're like everything's fine, and now we're being constricted. It's like no, mm-hmm. everything's not fine. It's we're going not. through a very weird period of time right now that would be looked back on in American history for. Long time, yeah, at least yeah. 100 years, right? So, absolutely, and a lot of people just don't realize that they're just like, No, every, it's normal, everything's normal. We're just mm-hmm. now we're being yeah. constrained. But I wouldn't be surprised if when we do a comedy show here, they're gonna be like, We want comedy inside, <laughs> <laughs> no. No. like, no. No. no, but any other uh, any events or anything about you guys, you guys have outdoor seating available? We do, we have the whole Everybody's parking good. lot going. You did have uh, cans you mentioned, right? We switched into 16-ounce cans. That's awesome. Uh, where's the camera? Where's the camera? Here. So I'm holding up the Atomic Pageantry uh, label. Jeff Bezos um, is jacking off to that can. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, yeah, we switched into 16-ounce cans. We got to-go beers uh, out of the tap room. Um, great place to sit outside. Yoga Very pants. spaced out. Comfortable, safe, Comfortable fun. yoga pants. Um, and hopefully we get comedy going here soon, and we do have live music starting. We're going to go back to some live music on the patio starting this Saturday as well. Awesome. Cool. Um, Can people find that on like Facebook, Find Instagram. it on Facebook, Instagram, okay. stuff like that. Um, we should be doing it just about every other Saturday. Cool. And forward. it's, uh, so. well, it'll, they'll see it in the title, but it's Emporium with a O-U in mm-hmm. the middle, right? So. Yep. Yeah, it's a pun. The first time we did comedy, one of the comics showed up and like looked at this and I was like, "Oh, now I get it." <laughs> <laughs> it it's actually, the only yeah. pun we we really have, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't name our beers. Not no, puns. no, we name our beers on references, never puns. Not puns. That's, yeah. yeah no. That's how I feel about my comedy. All you know, my comedy is references. <laughs> <laughs> Zero puns. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. This is great. The beers are fantastic. Uh, we love doing comedy with you guys, and we hope we can get back to doing it soon. Steve, anything yeah. you want to talk uh, about before we get out of here? Come check out Emporium on Tennyson, Denver. Uh, get some, get some to go beers. Hang out. We will be doing. Stay attentive. Stay attention. Stay attentive <laughs> to our post because we'll be having an Emporium show soon in the parking lot, socially distanced, very safe. Uh, uh, you know, everything else sucks. So, <laughs> wait a end of comedy fun. Yeah, wait a uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So fun. No, this has been a good time. This has been a real good time. Uh, thank you guys for having us. The beer is very good. Uh, party on, Garth. Party on, Wayne. <laughs>